0: You're listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by CENOL on FNR Football Nation Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Paco Radio here on FNR Football Nation Radio, brought to you by CENOL. My name is Nick Tabano, and I'm joined here today. We've got two very special guests for our first show in a couple weeks. We took a couple of weeks off, obviously, just got some things in order, but we're back today. And none other than joined by Oliver Stankowski. Welcome back to the studio, Oliver. We spoke to you last year. It's been a while since then, but welcome back. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate and you. as well we've got senior men's player Terence Carter as well joining us in studio Terence welcome thanks for having me Well guys uh, obviously a big weekend uh, for the guys obviously a lot of results have sort of helped out over the last few days right in the mix now for promotion been an exciting uh, week or so or well, not even week last few days It uh, has been it's been uh, quite
1: uh, an interesting last uh, 10 days if you want to if you, you know, if you take into consideration the week before um, against uh who do we play? North Northcote, that's yeah. the one, um, and obviously Zebras on, on Friday night. So yeah,
0: it's been a, it's been a good couple of weeks. So yeah, we're right back in to where we need to be. Well, how have you guys seen? I guess the opening part. Well, not really the opening. We've passed the halfway point now. Terence, for yourself, obviously, you know, top goal scorer this season. You're in ripping form at the moment. How have you, I guess, seen this these opening twelve games?
2: Uh, Yeah, no, for me it's been good. Um, I obviously didn't play at Pasco last year, so um, coming here I didn't really know many of the teams, so getting to play everyone already the first time that kind of gives us a little bit of a better indication on what to expect the second game. Again, every game's a bit different and as you can see results-wise, they're just kind of all over the place. So
0: it helps a little bit but
2: yeah every week's just like a different week in this league so i guess you just got to take it week by week
0: no absolutely well i guess these opening 12 games how have you guys i guess seen the progression because obviously as is getting to that point you know if you, you start with a new coach you're coming in new players as well but the progression now to the midway point you don't want to time your run too early but you want to start hitting your straps considering how competitive things are at the moment
1: yeah look exactly right i mean the the last um last couple of weeks in particular were you know we're We've been fortunate enough to, to string some results uh, that, that have been in our favour, but um, before that, we had a, a pretty good run um, started off in the, in the season, and uh, we had a bit of a bit of a snag uh, uh, probably three or four weeks ago, and. Um, and look, we're 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 in a situation now where we've just gone back to, you know, the pack away in, in how we play, and um and that's uh, that's achieving some uh, some good results with uh, that mentality. So no, it's been it's been good there now, um and going forward. I mean, uh, I don't have to you know sort of pressure the choir with regards to some of the senior players, but it's really, you know, just. Uh, you know, working on what we've been working uh, in, over pre-season and uh, throughout uh, the early parts, and, and putting it back in into, into perspective in what we need to do as a as a group, and obviously, uh, and Alex was here a couple of weeks ago, you know, just talking about some of the new boys that we've got, and, um, and in, in that early stage, of helping them gel, um, and I think now what we're finding is, is some of the guys are really starting to um, to to click and and
0: uh, really put some some good results together about yourself Terence I guess same sort of question I guess that yeah. comes to this point
2: no for me um, again being a new boy and I believe there was I think 8 or 9 new boys in Pasco it was obviously it was going to take a few weeks to get to know each other and get to know our tendencies and stuff but yeah I think Alex and Ollie have done a pretty good job with, when I first got in we had there was a philosophy there was we need to do this and this like everyone understood it and I think everyone took it on board and I think if you see our games, you can see that we have each other's back, us boys and the coaching staff have our backs and we have theirs kind of thing. And yeah, it's credit to the coaching staff for setting out like a, a structured and a detailed plan for us to to follow. And not, not just follow, but we've been able to put our like two cents in as well, which has been cool. Because again, it's, they're the coaches, we're the players, but it's not like our like mm. a dictatorship it's like, like you do this and do this when, when we say it yeah. so they give us a little bit of it's open discussion it's feedback both ways so no it's been very good and yeah like the boys we won 7 nil last week I didn't even actually play in that game and <laughs> won 7 nil, so I, got, I copped a bit of steam <laughs> but um, you can just see like whoever comes in and whoever plays like everyone knows their roles everyone knows what job needs to be done so no it's um, again it's obviously still early it's still only halfway through the season but like I think we have a good vibe around our team where all, we all seem to again have each other's back so as long as we continue doing that stuff and keep being humble and keep like driving each other I
0: think we should should be closer to the mark come, in, come the end of the season. How have you found settling into Pascoe you mentioned this is your first season but how have you found I guess this adjustment coming over? Um, yeah personally it's been, <laughs> it's been good. Um, um,
2: off the pitch I'm a pretty easy going guy so um the lads have like always been always had my back. they've always been good banter's always pretty high and stuff which, so, which is good um, oh, like when you score nine goals in a new team you can't really complain you know I've got boys all around the pitch always trying to look to, to help me finish an action mm-hmm. there's I know there's a few lads that are sick of me screaming and shouting at them <laughs> to pass me the ball but um, nah everyone's taken to me really well like there was days where I was like when you're in a new team again it's a little bit that you're a little bit low you're a little bit down you don't know where you might fit in and stuff like that but no honestly it's not I'm not just saying it's been excellent that everyone from the bloody 22nd player to the first player on our team has always always had each other's backs again and um no it's been it's been immense and I feel like I feel like yeah we just have so much so much that we want to achieve and I feel like we will do it if we continue how we're playing.
0: And how have you found settling in as the assistant this year? I've obviously, you know, made the move up, but you know, under a new coach as well, un- under Alex, I guess. How have you found that transition this year?
1: Uh, look, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to to be working with Alex. It's he's made it very, very easy to to have that transition from from where from the 21s across. Um, I mean, look, the, the having you know been at Packer for a while too has sort of helped you know, ground that out. But um, oh, look. Uh, Alex has uh, got a, a set way of doing things, and it's been really good to to really work in, in with that. And and look, I'm I'm there to support him in, in whatever whatever he needs uh, as part of from a, from a team and a culture side of things. And um, and we work through the day to days on 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 working and what the strategy is to to you know achieve the results um, you know week in week out. And
0: yeah, it's it's been it's been good. It's been really good. No, because of course, twenty-one's coach last year going into being an assistant. Does it change much? I mean, going from being you know sort of the person who oversees everything in the twenty-one sort of system, but now going to being the right-hand man.
1: Um, look, it, it changes in in certain ways. Um, uh, look, like I said, one of the things I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that Alex does give you a little bit of autonomy in certain things, and um, and really, uh, you know, wants um, uh, to be challenged in, in certain roles and areas, and. And look, we've got a, a very good rapport and communication between us, where you know we provide each other um, good feedback and advice. Um, we're, we're not uh, closed minded in that sense, where you know it's it's his way or my way. It's, it's more about what's in the best interest of the team. And obviously, Alex has got his philosophy, and and, and we work around that. And um, as part as from the boys' uh, perspective, it's it's what what can we do to support you know the boys to achieve what they need to do on the park and. Um, really, how can I, you know, being being assistant, provide um, that support or you know that um, that uh, that what we call the one percenters to, to for them to uh, to achieve that? So
0: yeah. Well, Terence, you mentioned nine goals this season. I guess going into I guess the mind of an attacker when you're in good form, do you feel like that that sense of unwavering confidence that you're able to, you know, once you get one and then it starts building up week by week? I guess take us into your mind, I guess, in that moment as a striker, because you said you, the players might get sick of you, I, mean, I guess, <laughs> yelling for the ball and wanting it. But there is that sense of confidence once you start scoring, you feel like you're going to score all the time? Yeah, well, um, Ollie and Alex actually
2: started playing me in midfield to start with, and I was, like, looking at them, like, what is <laughs> happening here? But um, in, like, something, I, something I, again, not boast or anything, but I've always, I've always felt like I've been good at, finishing, whether it's been in the box, whether it's been from set pieces and stuff like that, I've always had like a bit of a knack of being in the right places. So even when I was playing in midfield, I was able to just sneak my way in the box and I've, I, they must have all been tapping, I reckon. But <laughs> for me, I'll take them. And um, again, it's just something over the years as I've grown up, I've kind of just been like, you know what, like I want to be able to feel like I've contributed to a team and I know I try to work very hard and I try to do the other bits and pieces that a coach or a team needs from me but I've always thought that like there's nothing more in my head to contribute than actually putting the ball in the back of the net and um, yeah when you score one you, you feel like you can score two and three and again I've just been I've been very fortunate to get some teammates that <laughs> put some put uh i've put a few on a plate for me actually so i've just been i've just had to had to finish those actions and um again, the boys are sick of me, but they also do look for me, which I really really appreciate because again i I find that's like my bread and butter being in the box and just being ready for something to attack something or to get a like a tap in somewhere here and there so yeah for me like again it's it's not always if I, if I don't score and we win I'm still happy but yeah. I just know that I've been practicing this stuff for years and years now so like when it does come in the box I do feel very comfortable or oh, I, oh, I do back myself and finishing chances so Yeah, I'm just Joffrey Aiden.
0: You boys just keep passing me the ball, right? (laughs) Well, just a question looking more holistically. Obviously, this is a really tight race at the moment for second. And considering the result last night with no one saw Bulleen, let alone potentially winning that game, but winning 8-0. And it's tight between sort of second and fifth. Obviously, North Geelong's got a bit of a gap. But are you starting to feel that sense of there's a bit of extra weight now on every result considering how tight things are or you're just not trying to focus too much on what the external is going on with Bulleen and with Zebras and with the other teams sort of in that hunt for, for second at the moment?
1: It's a good question, I mean, for us it's it's all um, cliche, it's all about us um, Look, we can't control what other results are, we can't control how Morland are going to play, how Bulleen are going to play It's what we can control um, is how we play um, and what our boys can do, um, so um you know that's uh, i suppose um the added benefit of being with the boys week in week out and and training hard on the pitch and and getting back to basics and principles that we that we really need, need to enforce and um you know we, we talk about the pack away and that pack away is is very much about um the hard work that we all we all put in to, to achieve results so um our focus is very much on what we do and and week by week, we you know look at the opposition, see who's in front of us, and 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 look at how we can plan. Both me and Alex and the rest of the uh, the coaching staff, and there's a lot of a lot of guys and girls in that in, in you know in behind the scenes as well. Um, but you know, getting that that group to, to really focus on on the task at hand is, is, is what's paramount and what's key to you know getting the result and that's all we can concentrate and focus on
2: yeah no I agree with what Ollie said I do believe that like as as a player and as the playing group I do think we, we have seen especially over the last couple of weeks that we're getting closer and closer to the end, so it does get a little bit more serious each time. But again, as Ollie said, we can't obviously control what the Morlands do, what the Berlines do, what they, the other teams do. Obviously, it's just what we can do. And I think, yeah, as again, we had a bit of a chat yesterday and even in my head, I was like, well, we need to be ready for Saturday's game because, again, we've just had a really good result against Moreland, which is one of our rivals. But it means nothing, as Alex said, if we don't then go take care of our game this week and then again... Keep following on. So yeah, I think as a player, I can feel that. Yeah, as a team, we know it's it's getting to crunch time, and um, that's probably going to build a bit of nerves for some people. But again, we we have plans, we have um, goals, and we have everything that we have in place to to try and get the job done on weekend. So yeah. Just keep doing that and it should be all good.
0: Is there excitement sort of starting to seep in? Because it is an exciting... Obviously, there is still so much football to be played, but when you look at it and considering how tight it is and if things keep going in this same way, you're going to be right in amongst it come the last couple of games of the season. Does it, is that sense of excitement sort of hit yet or is it still just still a bit early, waiting a little bit longer before it hits that not of to, point?
1: Not to throw Alex <laughs> the bus on this one, but um, he... Uh, he thrives on it and um, and so I mean we all do anyway, but um you know he it was quite funny, and you know during the middle of the first half he, he he's turned to us and he's looking and going you know isn't this a great game <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's more about how, how good the game is, and he loves the contest, and you know we we love the you know the, the fact that you know if we 're playing it and we're, and we're up and about and, and it 's a real contest which is what we 've always asked from the boys um, you know we're going you know we're going to try and produce the best so um we're about that, uh, in particular. Um, but you know, yeah, you know, is it going to get tight? Is it, you know, how are we going to adjust? We've got fairly, fairly some, some young players in our squad. We've got some more experienced players in our squad, and you know, we expect uh, you know a, a way to, to to adjust through that. But uh, like I said before, it's um, we can we can only try and control what we can um the our our performance and our effort and our endeavor and and how we how we you know how we play ourselves you know with regards to you know the opposition that we 're playing against is really what our, what our focus is and, and all respect to the opposition's you know who we, who we who we play against but um at the end of the
0: day it's it's it 's all about paco no no for sure for sure and i mean going back to that game against Moreland Zebras it's a massive result when you look at obviously we spoke about Berlin City and then you guys playing each other is almost like the perfect sort of situation you guys win you know the second gets knocked off take us through that game I mean it's a big result against the team obviously Alex very familiar with Franco as well uh, going all the way back but that that game in itself I guess take us through the 90 Terence we'll start with you I guess how do you see it from a playing point of view Um,
2: yeah well that's obviously the second game from Zebras and they've both games have been really, really close. Like, as, as much as a 3 0 scoreline looks like we smoked them and stuff, that wasn't the case. We The first half was a battle. They had some chances, we had some chances. And then um, Felipe was lucky enough to win us a pen. Um, we. I was able to score that and then we got in at the half and then um again we knew that they were going to come out and cut, go all guns blazing <laughs> we were unlucky to get a red card in that game it was a bit of a little melee and stuff and I'll be honest in my head I knew I went back to I referred back to the first game where they had a bit of a spell in the second half where they they dominated for about 15 20 minutes and had some good chances and I was like oh well, here here we go this we might have to roll our sleeves up here and like credit to the boys we I think a few minutes later we were able to get on the counter, Ricky scored a really good goal and then Tony scored one about five or six minutes later and I think the second goal really, really deflated them and that's where kind of we just managed the game, but again, credit to those boys, it was a hard-fought game from the first minute to the 90th and I feel like, again, every game will be like that too, so... It was there. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of I feel like a lot more seriousness before that game than a lot of other games because again we knew it's a rival game and not only that it's we need points every game we play we need to stay in that little pack of, mm. like you said second to fifth is so tight one loss or one draw and you could you could see yourself move from second to bloody fifth and stuff like mm. that you know so um yeah there was definitely that seriousness before the game and I think from the confidence from the northcote game we just kind of it just kind of um, came across and we knew our roles and we just kind of got, got the job done
0: in that regards. Well, you Ollie. I guess from a coaching point of view, obviously you mentioned Alex sort of turned around and said, "Well, wow, this is an incredible game that's happening right now. But I guess how would you see it, I guess, from your point of view? Um, look, from, from where we sat, uh, and this is pretty much all the whole, we,
1: I think the first 45 minutes we we're, were in sort of control. Um, we, I think we, we, we moved the ball very well. Um, we were able to nullify a lot of their um, their threats in regards to how they played, um, which was uh, something that we focused on during the week. Um, which, to credit to the boys, they were able to execute that quite well. Um, and look, uh, second half we reinforced some of those those principles and looked at a couple of things that uh, that they were at and um, and even when Ali. Um, did get the red card I felt that um, you know at some point in time you know, in every game you know, an opposition will, uh, will try and test you a bit but um, fortunate for us we were very disciplined in our structures and very disciplined in our compactness in, in, in what we were you know how we, how we set up and, and really hurt him on the counter in, in a couple of areas that, um, that when we were in the open up and I think even after that, we, we still had quite a bit of um, a quite a quite a bit of spell of of, of possession of, of, in controlling the game, um, which again testament to the boys uh, were able to do that. And look, sometimes you got to roll up your sleeves and and, and work through that. And uh, like like Terence said, you know, with a bit of belief from, from the week before, um, when you when you punish opposition, you, you can really control that, that that atmosphere in that
0: game. I guess from a coaching point of view, because this is you're now heading into the reverse fixture. St- portion of the season. This was the first one against Zebras. Preparing for the second time around is a, must be a lot easier this time, considering when you play more on Zebras in round one, there's a bit of unknown. Obviously, you could see pre-season friendlies, but you've seen 12 weeks... Going into that, I guess, does it does it help at all preparing for a team when you see them the second time? Look, uh, first you know, uh, the first game, I think we were quite disappointed we didn't get the, the, the full result in that game.
1: I think we, we pretty much dominated for 75 minutes of the game and we just couldn't convert in that game. And it was our, our first game. So was, again, it's the boys still gelling. Um, you know, I was in midfield. Yeah, <laughs> you know, intensity was great. Uh, Got to get your feet somehow, too <laughs> um, But... No, look, it's it's um, it was one of those things that we uh, we were we walked away a little bit disappointed. Um, yeah, Terence was right; they they probably put us on the back foot last ten fifteen minutes of the game, and you can put that to you know preseason you know fitness and that type of thing. But um, I think for us, second time round, I mean, look, they they changed a little bit as well. Um, uh, obviously, you know, if you look back, first two rounds, you know, they um, they drew with us and they lost against North Geelong the following mm. week. Three uh, one. Um, so you know we're hoping they're, they're going to do the reverse this week. Um, but look, uh, you know they went back and changed some things, and we and we've seen that. We watched quite a few games of uh, of them as well. And both me and Alex go do you know, we try and do a little bit of reconnaissance on on, on most teams. But um, at the end of the day, it's about you know what happens on the day, um, how everyone sets up, and you know how our boys turn up. That's the most basic. That's the key. If we turn up, and i and I've said this to the boys many many times. If we turn up. As we did against North North Curtin, and as we did against uh, Moreland Zebras, it's going to be very difficult for any
0: opposition. um, As long as we put in the effort. Well, it's obviously a bit of a rivalry, Zebras. You you share the same home ground, Terence. You mentioned it got a bit, you know, a bit testy in that (laughs) second half as well. Do you guys feed off that when you play a team that you know, like, look, these are the these are our rivals. They're they're we. Basically literally play on the same deck. Do you guys feed off that at all? Is that something spoken about amongst you guys? Um, hard to speak for the other boys, but I love like that stuff. I unfortunately
2: couldn't get in the mix because <laughs> I've had too many yellow cards. So I'm like if I get any more, I'll get suspended again. But um yeah, I love that sort of stuff. Again, it's it brings a little bit another dimension to that game where it's already tense, it's already you can hear both crowds going on in the background. So then when that happens it just kinda elevates it again and you just those are games you want to play and you don't as much as you love to win big scores and stuff you want to be in those big tough intense games because it feels like when you score that goal to get up or if you score the equaliser whatever it may be it feels so much more when it's a game like that if that makes sense so yeah I love the fact that it happened. I just <laughs> I couldn't get involved. So. <laughs> I, I, I was suspended for the Northcote game, so I think the next suspension might be eight cards. So I was like, I should probably save this <laughs> yellow for a tackle or something. So. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, I think it definitely it definitely got us more focus. And again, we got the red card, but no one blinked an eyelid. Where we were like, we're in trouble or anything. We just were like, let's continue to work.
0: And yeah, again, it it showed with the result. Well, Langwarrin like this weekend away. It's not an easy place to go to. It's Obviously, there's also the travel element. They're, they're a team that... Friday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> them and G V sons, you gotta, you got to basically get a plane to get there. But honestly, um, tough game because it is against a team that have had a lot of draws this season. They like to, you know, they're a very physical side. They like to obviously play quite defensive. What have you guys, I guess, taken out of that first game um, when you played them earlier in the year, but to now what you've seen from them? Because they're starting to get some results on the board, despite where they're on the Table. They're not an easy team to knock off.
1: Oh, look, Warren uh, do have some quality in that team, and um, you know we, like I said before, we respect all our position that, um, that, that every team wants to go out and win a win on the on the weekend. And uh, like I said before, it's it's what we do as a group, um, how we um, how we present ourselves, and um, uh, you know, without the cheekiness, of, you know, let them worry about us you know, to a degree, regardless if we're home and away. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's um, you know how they set up the first game and how they set up uh, again for for potentially this weekend. Uh, we saw them uh, on the weekend and there's some subtle differences there again um, and look we'll we'll take we'll take that away and have a look at you know what we can do and what we can put in place um, but really uh, we want to concentrate on what we can. What we can put together, and you know, we've got a, a, a couple, you know, a game plan that we want to implement, and the intensity that we want to put as a, as a group is is all about the um, you know what we want to define as our season. So, um, like I said, I, I know some of the staff there at um, at Lang Warren and they're a very competitive bunch. And like I've said to our boys, at no stage, uh, you know, doesn't matter where they're on the ladder or in the ladder, it's about you know week in week out. You know, what they're going to produce and what we can you know, do to nullify that and and work work hard to, to achieve the results we want.
0: When you go on the road, like you mentioned, obviously, we joke about the distance going there. Is it harder to prepare when you have to travel such a long distance to get to games? Because obviously there is Goulburn Valley, which is, you know, that's obviously out in Shepparton, but yeah, this no, obviously no. being about a good hour, 45-minute drive. Th- does it is it harder for you? Because obviously going to maybe playing at home where it's a lot closer, but going all the way to Lang Warren, does... Do you, is there certain things you have to take into consideration with that this, this,
2: this will be a tough one for me <laughs> um, I don't know I'm I'm one of those guys I like I need to like have things set mm. and sometimes time just gets past me like pre-season I reckon I was late quite a few times not my fault entirely every time <laughs> there was some crashes and some rear ends and stuff but like so yeah Like having a, knowing that I'm going to have to drive an hour and 45 before 3 o'clock kick off is going to be hell for me but hopefully my girlfriend will drive (laughs) we'll see about that but um uh, for me uh, having the long drive shouldn't really shouldn't really play into it but i would i'd be lying if i if i said it i wouldn't i'll just have to prepare a little bit harder yeah to me rocking up to cb smith where it's only 35 minute drive i think yeah hour 45 on a saturday when we play at three o'clock will be a bit different i know we the Geelong drive was a little bit longer, fifty minutes, or fifty-five minutes. So, um, I was living in Adelaide, where the twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Got anywhere. So now I'm here in like two hours to get to a
0: game and watch. Well, extra <laughs> I get, incentive. I
2: might get suspended for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> extra incentive to get promoted because everyone's all in the own little bubble here. It just seems yeah. like MPL Two is you know trips going all over the place. But yeah. um, just in terms of your preparation, you don't have to tell us, I guess, how you entirely prepare, but just curious about because everyone obviously prepares for games differently do you have it so you said you got a very certain way that you like to do things yeah. i guess you know what are some of those things that you like to do to be in the zone and get ready for a game like that um for
2: me it's like it's similar to i eat like similar stuff so i have like a set kind of menu let's say like night before i'll eat like some pasta and stuff the morning of will be some avocados eggs toast kind of thing and then it's just like yeah i I have to wear like there's there's certain skins and socks and stuff that I have to wear and if I don't wear them I'm a bit rattled so that's so, superstition sort of a little areas, bit yeah. yeah and it's been like that for years actually I used to when I was in college I used to wear the the shin pads with the ankle yeah. protectors <laughs> <laughs> I used to get pained but it was it was a part of my yeah. it was a part of like my routine at the time and I was like I'm just I, I'm not changing this because I think it had been f- quite a few years ago I'd f- I tried like I'll wear the mate's shin pads and Like kit or something, and I had the biggest stinker ever. And I was just like, after that, I was like, never again will I wear like a mate's shin pads or whatever or boots, whatever it was. And yeah, so like, it starts from the night before for me. I like to try and get like some good nutrition on, try and stay hydrated, try and get some sleep. (laughs) Not always easy, but yeah, it's. I have these like little set routines I got to do. I've got to stretch for a little bit. I've got to do this and that. So I know. I've got to do these things and sometimes times not always permitted yeah. to me so but yeah no nah, I've got a few here and there but I'm sure a lot of footballers players have that same sort of thingy. but yeah if I don't do them then I'm in trouble
0: Where did the ankle guards one start from is that something that started from so it started from when you were in college or was that from when you were nah, a junior it's
2: From when I was a junior I used to always wear the ankle pads and then I think Fernando Torres used to wear the tape? Yeah. So I used to wear the ones, I used to wear the ankle pads, and then I used to wear the ankle pads over my socks. <laughs> so I had like double protection. But I'll be honest, and people might say, oh, here we go. But I used to be fouled all the time. I used to be like the most fouled player wow. that I knew. I used to get the crap kicked out of me. Sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> I used to get the crap kicked out of me. So I was always like, well, nah. I was I was a bit of a scrawny kid, so I was like, nah, I'm wearing, I'm like having a, yeah. I'm doubling up here and stuff. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, I used to get, I used to get caned in, college because you're like 18 19 20 and there's, there's people wearing cardboard for shin pads and i've got the full like i was like i was going to war so i think i got out of that like my last year of college i started like i can wear the shin pads without like, the bloody ankle card so yeah i don't know where that was. i don't know how, i don't know how i kept that yeah. for so long but
0: yeah you have any own superstitions before a game coach or when you played as well um, not so much. I'm not a fairly superstitious person. I
1: mean, there's a routine that I normally yeah. go through, and um, <clears throat> like to keep. I obviously even <laughs> even past I was big back in nowadays yeah. before a game, and um, yeah, just really try to like to you know, sort of low key, low key night, and yeah, that's about it. But now, coaching wise, it's um, yeah, it's just a routine, making sure you know we go through a process and. Uh, me and Alex talk quite a bit, you know, between you know the last training session and um, the, the, the game day, and we usually again catch up in the morning of the game day, uh, and we work through some things. But, um, but yeah, not 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 so much particular superstitious type things. So yeah.
0: I'll leave that to the boys. <laughs> um, I can see some fines coming out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, just, Terence, for you personally, obviously, last season and even the season before, very disrupted with COVID and everything like that, and just into the mind of a player during the past couple years, because there hasn't been as much football, especially here in Victoria. How's it been for you personally and this year actually getting some consistent games after just so much disruption over the past couple years?
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's... Um it's massive to have this consistency in knowing that we're going to train three times a week four times whatever Alex wants us seven times a week um, <laughs> and the game but yeah um, no I'll be honest I moved over from Adelaide to Victoria mid-season of last season and I knew a few guys are already in the leagues in the MPLs or whatever and they were telling me about the previous season how bad that was disruption and then I got to see it first and foremost for myself I was obviously at Preston and I got we got to play a couple games, uh, there was a suspension, we played a couple more games and then there was obviously the season getting canned and yeah, mentally it's pretty tough as a mm-hmm. as a player, like regardless that we're semi-professional and stuff, we having to keep fit, having to keep disciplined, having to do all this stuff, not even knowing that, oh, is the season going to come back, Is are you going to play this week, are you not going to play this week, yeah, it was... Um, it was, yeah, it was really hard. Um, <clears throat> I was lucky enough that some boys from Adelaide and mates that I met here, we had a bit of a group. We, we call ourselves Spin Cycle. Don't ask me why. But um, <laughs> we would actually rock up to some like at local parks yeah. once we once the season got canned. And I think we might have done like three or four sessions a week where it was just like 8v8 and lads from NPL like, 1, 2, 3. And it was very very good and i think mentally that carried me through a lot of covid i might get in trouble but
0: it's <laughs> all right i'm sure no one's caring about that we, now um, it's all passed
2: we 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 were like what 20, 20 odd people in a park having an hour and hour and a half of of soccer and it, it was like we were all at a decent level and it was like, honestly like the best thing that could have happened to mm. myself and i think a lot of those boys because again having that that like well we know we're going to come and play on Tuesday and Thursdays and we were just so looking forward to that yeah. especially in, in an environment where we had to be in inside our houses at 9 p.m we didn't know when football was coming back you could I guess eat what you wanted drink what you want because again you're not training so yeah enough yeah, um I'm probably fortunate because when I was in Adelaide our season got postponed but it ended up finishing I know there's lads that have were here two three years ago. I've had season after season, yeah. after season disrupted, so I actually do really feel for them because I've only had maybe a quarter to, to experience. But I know boys that have lived in lived here cons- consistently have, have had it have had it really tough. So I think I think even if you bloody play your amateur football, your Sunday Saturday social stuff, I think it's great that the COVID kind of thing, the COVID bubble, has kind yeah, of disappeared because mental Mental health is like it's not talked about enough, but it's it's always apparent. So it's it's great that people can can like enjoy themselves and socialise and even people that don't play come and watch watch games. And stuff yeah. Because I know I know there's tons of people, especially at our Pasco games, that come and say how good that game was that they really enjoyed it. And when I'm free, I go and try and watch my mates as well. So no, I think it's I think it's great that the government have sorted it out this year that we should get
0: the season mm. done. As a coach, it must be very much a breath of fresh air as well. A bit more preparation that you can actually put in. Not being told two weeks out you're playing this week. You know, after all that uncertainty, it must be a bit easier now. You can actually almost prepare in blocks instead of you know maybe week to week.
1: Yeah, look, um, the last couple of years have been quite frustrating, obviously. And and look, I, I feel for the boys. Um, you know, we. I think some of them at that stage when we, when we cancelled or the season was cancelled last year. I think that we did like two or three pre-seasons you know just to get them back up to you know ramping up their, their fitness and and look yeah some of those some of those boys um it's 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 put them back a little bit it's obviously in development wise too for some of the younger boys um and we see that now and and I'm 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 I suppose we're seeing now some of the you know if you can you talk to most clubs uh, you know, I was at the bowling game last night, and just talking to some of the some other club officials, and you know, everyone's talking about you know whether it be injury, whether it be sickness, whether it be, you know we're still we're still having a little bit of um, I- issues from from which is uh, community from the other years, but um, it's good to actually still just get through it, yeah, um, and being able to prepare and plan and. Um, whether we would get injuries or not, it's it's about how do we get through um, you know the day to days of of coaching, and that's 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 what we love. Um, they're, the, they're the challenges we, we we thrive on, and you know getting the boys up as much as we can is is is, is the key for us.
0: Well, Terrence, you do some coaching as well. Uh, I wanted to ask a bit about that as well. I'll I'll send me through some stuff. Um, I guess tell us a little bit about <laughs> I guess your experiences with that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so I don't coach But I've apparently been requested <laughs> to coach yeah. um, So what Alex and Lou, Toner did um, Was set up uh, a day for us seniors To go and go around the juniors set up And obviously introduce ourselves Let them know who we are And if they didn't already know who we are Or whatever And like um, just kind of take a running session um, I think I had the U12 Kangaroos Is that who I had? you remember? I think so yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I've done I've done some coaching in the past a while back, but hadn't really done yeah. much in uh, maybe four or five years. So I was a bit nervous. I was like, oh, I might be a bit rusty, but <clears throat> I think the boys took it really well. Um, I think they, um, as they said, and the coaches said, they really appreciated us seeing your boys coming down and giving. I think it was about forty-five minutes an hour, just to show them some tricks, do some little drills and just get them going. I I, I think there's a video that we posted that of me like coaching and no, I I've I've always loved like whether it's playing football or just being a part of football and being able to coach and even like give pointers and tips to younger or older, whoever it is, it's always been like a passion of mine. I I tell people I eat, sleep and breathe football. Like it's always it's always in me and it, I I just never see that passion leaving me. So like even when I'm coaching I'm as passionate as i am as a as a player so um no it was really fun i really enjoyed it um i got asked to go down on the sunday <laughs> to a u8 or nine game so i rocked up there as well um and again they were so like appreciative of me being there and i was like it was it was fun to see the kids play and interact and and i think um as a as a senior group we should definitely do that uh, as as much as as possible during the season
0: is coaching something you'd want to do when you re- finish up. Is that something like uh, the the progression? Is that something you could see yourself doing, whether it's with senior teams or junior teams? I could. Uh, I swear a lot, so
1: <laughs> I have to be senior teams
2: <laughs> over junior teams. But um, yeah, again, for me, I've once I've once the legs give way, I'll uh, probably won't play strike. I'm moving to centre mid a bit, and then after that, <laughs> I think I'll try and coach because um, again football's. Football's been my life. It's it's given me a lot um, over the years. It's I've travelled the world. I've met people. I've been fortunate enough to get scholarships for th- when I was in the states. I've I've done so many bloody cool things through football. It's 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 one of those things that owes you nothing, but it can give you everything. I've always said, and um, yeah, if I can give back even a one percent, I would hundred percent do that. So um, I wouldn't say coaching any near in the near future, but. There's no way I can, I couldn't just sit on the sideline and not yeah. say stuff. Like if I, if when I do have kids, I, uh, will be that parent that gets sent to the car and stuff <laughs> for screaming and coaching and stuff. So, but yeah, I definitely do see yeah. that at some point in time. So, you,
0: sorry, I was just
2: gonna say it's look, it's really, it's really refreshing, and good to see you know a senior group.
1: Um, really get involved with uh, the minos and and the the youth of of the club and um look it's um we see him we see him at the at at, at our games and you know we bring him in we them, do when yeah. we bring him into the you know the sing the song and and have that passion and have that atmosphere um so it, you know really having the boys you know um i think it was last tuesday night uh, where we we when we did the um for training sessions with, with the mineroos or Thursday. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Um, it was. It was just really nice to you know see them. I suppose pay that faith back, mm. um, and you know the feedback I got. You know just with mums and dads coming up to me going, look, some of these some of these they look up to these guys. You know, they see Terence, you know, he's so tall, <laughs> you know, they're looking up and going, oh, yeah. I want to be, be Terrence yeah. <laughs> type, type scenario. So, um, you know, for him to, to do that and there's a lot of the other boys, you know, you know the Aidens and uh, the Rickies and uh, Joffreys uh, and Bilals of the world, you know, within our senior team, um, you know, to actually give back to, to the Mini Roos is, is something that we – you know, we give, like I said, uh, praise the boys that they were able to do that. And it's, it's a real testament to the type of culture we're trying to, that we've put in place um, and what these guys are really working on and, and what we're trying to implement.
0: How much of, I guess, you know, when you hear that you got these young kids looking up to you, and like, you know, seeing yourself as a role model, I guess, how much of a kick is that for yourself as well? Like a bit of a boost knowing that you've got people that want to be like you when you grow, grow older do you feel that sense of extra pressure do you do you feel like that's uh like it, it's hard to describe i mean yeah, like being in that it's position a, it's one of it's one of those things i sometimes i'll get
2: in the car and talk to my girlfriend i'm like i can't believe like all these kids like are screaming and wanting to like hang around with me and stuff because for myself i'm like i'm just myself like when i get on the pitch there's a switch that flicks and but once i'm off the pitch i'm just like I'm pretty quiet and I've, when I grew up, I was very like very introvert. I thought I was just like I kept to myself. I didn't really want to meet people. Mm. I just like I kept I kept myself to myself. So like I, it's yeah. Again, I sometimes hard to describe. And um, just like credit to people um credit to parents that bring the kids out on the weekends to come and even watch us play because obviously without them, their kids can't physically come there. But when yeah, when the kids come and not only just myself to all our senior boys, I think we all. I think we all really really appreciate and value that wow like we can potentially make a difference even if it's just one kid or two kids like because they see us and they see us as role models so can we make sure we tell them the right things and show them as well when we play and when we just well, being people you know what i mean so again i've i've always seen myself as a nobody in that regard so when people are, are shouting and screaming whether it's whatever team i'm at or where i'm at it's it's cool I uh. I see kids every so often and they're always like hey it's Taryn I'm like What's up? <laughs> kind of thing so um no it's 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 very cool for me personally um I don't really try to be someone that I'm not I, I just try to be myself kind of thing and I know if you don't know me it might come across as I'm a bit <laughs> I'm a bit cocky or a bit this and that but uh, it's yeah it's just me and I try to be as authentic as possible and it's it feels it, 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 Gives you a warm feeling when people do revolve, come closer to you because you're yourself and you're not like, I'm not putting on like a persona or putting on an act or anything. Do you know what I mean? So it does make me feel like oh, I'm at least doing the right things. And my yeah. parents did raise me well and do the right things with me and my sisters.
0: No, absolutely. Well, Terence, you mentioned your career's gone... All over the world, I guess. Tell us a little bit about that, if you can, kind of summarise where you've been, where you've played, because you mentioned scholarships. You no, <laughs> no, but we got we got time, we have
2: got time. So I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah, growing up, I grew up in London, England, um, central London, just the regular, every young lad, even girls, obviously themselves. Everyone wanted to be a footballer. That was like the biggest. That's the biggest thing. It's probably the biggest thing in a lot of countries. Um, I actually was kind of late to playing football. I would just play in the park with mates and stuff, play at school, play for my school team, That this and that. But I never actually started playing until I was about 11. 11 or 12, I think. I played for like an eight-a-side team in our local leagues in England. Um, and then just through just through being at school and just be, being in and around teams, I was able to get into a few different academies growing up, um, 11 to 16, Did that. Um, Then, when I was 17, 18, got into another academy. Um, When I was 16, played for some non league teams. I played like, so it was again men's football in like the eighth, ninth tier of um, the pyramid in England, which really, really woke me up to like. Wow, football is a man's sport. It's not. <laughs> it's not U15s. Yeah. It's not U16s. It's not U17s. It's men. It's you're playing with 32 year olds that might have played in professional leagues for 10 years and stuff like that. Um, so, growing up, I was fortunate enough to play in some academies back home. Played some non-league football. Um, was hoping to get a professional deal when I was hitting close to 18. Got hurt and some other stuff happened, which. Again, it's football. you got to take that on the chin. Um, I was very fortunate after that, though, to get a scholarship to go out to the States. So um, I was able to do that. I lived in the States for about six years in total, um, studied and played out there for a bit, and then ended up moving to Australia in 2018. Came here originally just to get some, like, game time because I wasn't actually getting game time when I was playing in the States after I'd graduated. Um, so, yeah, did... Played for a few teams in Adelaide um, for a couple of years, and then was hoping to actually move abroad again. Covid hit, and ended up being stuck here. Not yeah. stuck, but <laughs> stuck in the, in a good way. So, yeah, um, yeah again, it's <clears throat> I've. There's been some very high points. There's been some very low points of for football, soccer in my careers. But I honestly, again, like I said earlier, I wouldn't change it for the world because. Met some very cool people. Was able to do some very cool things over my time. And if if it wasn't for football, I'd probably still be in England doing God knows what kind of thing. So mm. um, yeah, football has changed my life. For, like I can't even describe in words how much football has done for me as a person and what it's the opportunities it's created and the pathways it's created. Because I've watched shows when I was younger that were set in like California or set in Australia, and I was always sitting there like. Central London, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like how cool is this place? How cool is that? Like, I'd love to travel there. I'd love to do that And and then I had to like pinch myself a few times because I was like, well, I'm here in California. I'm here in Boston. I'm here in bloody Melbourne. You know what I mean? So, and again, it's through football just being being able to create opportunities to pl- continue playing and stuff.
0: What's What's the college system like in America from a I guess a football point of view? Because the 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 Everyone knows about the American football side, the yeah. basketball side. Yeah. That's obviously so you know magnified because of the eyes that are on it around the world. But from a football point of view, what is that sort of system like? Is there is there pathways towards like if you say you want to get to the MLS sort yeah. of thing, like similar with the NFL and the NBA?
2: So um yeah, so when I f- I went uh to the states in 2012, and it was it was actually interesting how my friends took to it because they all thought the my teammates and people around me thought that I me moving to the states meant that like my football career was done because at the time football obviously or soccer sorry isn't the biggest sport in America it's mm. your American football it's your basketball it's baseball it's even like ice hockey in like certain areas of the states so um again it I I went over to the states and soccer was it was up and coming but it was still that sport where it was like Oh, if you're not good at any of these other sports, then maybe you try soccer, or you maybe your parents played it or something, so you played it. But yeah, I've oh, it was it was eye opening in the sense that I, all the facilities, all the stuff that we did was so high level and such an elite level. It was almost like you were a professional without getting that paycheck kind of thing mm. in America. The facilities that I had were better than some of the teams that I played for. In academies and that some were in the Premier League and stuff so it was it was very very like it was a massive eye opener for me because I was like well I'll get all this gear, i get all this treatment, there was for our team we had like three or four different physiotherapists and stuff like that we would fly to games, we had all our recovery gear, we had every, anything and everything we needed um, we had hot and cold tubs we had float tanks, we had like everything and you would wake up and you'd go to a a weightlifting session and you'd see this massive bloke telling you to like squat 200 pounds and stuff and I was like uh, they they had a joke when I first went to the States I was like I was tall but I was very skinny so I was like the skeleton of the group (laughs) so when these guys were telling me to pick up these massive weights I was like you got no chance I was like and what does this have to do with football and stuff but um, again uh, the way America works is you do your weight sessions you might have your training in the mornings you do maybe three or four hours of class if you're like a freshman or a sophomore which is the first two years Mm -hmm. you then do like some study hall hours which is like making sure your grades stay up you then may have like a team meeting with your coaches or like whatever and then you might have a couple hours at the end of the day to a bit of free time bit of socializing if you're lucky or you've got to do your homework and then you just literally did that every day um for our games we played about three or four we played every three or four days some games you'd have to fly to and from states because you're playing so far so yeah it was very hectic actually living being a student athlete was um, I think it teaches you a lot of life lessons it teaches you how to be disciplined how to manage yourself how to be able to keep um, a level head when you have an exam the same day as a game and stuff like that Um, uh, for me I wasn't Ever sure what to expect, but I've always I've told anyone that would listen that it being going to America and getting that opportunity was probably one of the coolest things I've ever been able to do in my life because again I was able to get a degree I uh, graduated with a bachelor's in communications and business and my my circle my social life my everything just opened up massively. I moved countries. I had to be independent my family stayed in England where they, where they still live i had to figure out issues my own by myself i had to grow up as a person and i think i really thrived doing that but again it's also not for everyone but mm. i feel like i feel like if you want to still play football at a high level there's still obviously massive um pathways through MLS and USL um at the time i was there there was only the pathway to MLS which is um, obviously the top league. When I was, during college and when I was finished, MLS and then USL were the only two professional leagues, and then there was a few development leagues prior. But since then, I think as of 2020, there's become three professional leagues now, which, uh, again, opens up more teams um, there's always expansion teams and stuff that happen yeah. in America. So, um, if you get your four years done in college, there's an MLS draft that you get invited to if yeah. you're deemed good enough. If your foreigners do get invited, but not all the time. Again, as a foreigner, you take up a foreign spot for MLS mm-hmm. USL team. So, as a foreigner, it's a little bit hard, but it's still achievable if that's obviously your goals as a college kid as a college kid you do, there are quite a few distractions, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is um, <clears throat> um, college, <laughs> <laughs> that's for another, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely like tons of pathways yeah. to the college, um, going from college to pro, and but even going to just college is, it's still a massive achievement, playing student, being a student athlete for me was again, a massive achievement <clears throat> for me as a, as a person, um, you play some very, very competitive teams and players. I played against 10, 15, 20, 30, 30, more than 30 boys that are in MLS or playing pro. A couple of my mates that I played with, I played pro um, in like in the MLS in Europe now currently. So I, the stigma that, oh, if you're going to America or if you play playing in America, it's not as serious is, is so false, especially nowadays where I think atlanta united got like one of the highest attendances in the world with 80 plus Mm. or something like that so it's a very 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 cool cool thing to do especially if you're obviously not from america if you're obviously australian if you're english or wherever you you may be and you're in that age bracket i think it's like 16 17 18 it's definitely definitely well worth looking at and if seeing if it's for you
0: well, guys, we're out of time today. But uh, good luck for this weekend. Massive game against Lang Warren. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, welcome back any other time. But again, good luck. Hopefully get yourself three points. Uh, enjoy the trip. Obviously, you know, two <laughs> hours in the right car. I'll yeah. just <laughs> say one thing. I know Keza has a big bet on the darts tonight. So good luck with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. anyway, it's time for yeah. us to say goodbye. Back again next week here Thanks. on Paco Radio. Brought to you by Senol. Uh, missed any of the show? Head over to Spotify wherever else you get your podcast, catch up on the whole thing. So Terence, Oliver, thank you again. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Cheers, bud. You're listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by Senol on FNR Football Nation Radio.